Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the SNS show. I'm Alessandro and this is Sima. All right, Sima, how's your day today? My day was great. I did a lot of things, a lot of projects coming along, you know. Can't wait to show everyone. How are you? How was your day? Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I did uh, I had a nice day. I had Mr. Vladimir Karpov today. We had a few lessons. Oh, very, my God. very nice. <laughs> now, right, right. Now, today, guys, we have a very special guest for you. With us today, we have Sergeant Major Bull, United States Marine Corps. Now, Sergeant Major Bull has been in the Marine Corps for many, many years. Now, today, he's going to be talking with us for two segments. We're going to be talking about leadership. It, and don't worry, guys, not just the military, the dance world as well. We'll be asking about general leadership questions and then mentality, of course, as to be a dancer, of course, and uh, a Marine, you have to have very strong mentality. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Sergeant Major Bull. Hello, Sergeant Major. <laughs> hey, guys, how you doing? Doing very well. How was your day today? It was amazing. I uh, got up, had my coffee, and immediately began uh, training. I did, you know, uh, some working out, some physical training. So that was amazing. And uh, other than that, just quality time with my uh, two sons, and uh, and that was about it. All right, very nice, Sergeant Major. So, Sergeant Major, let's get into it. Let me ask you: How important is it for students, followers, in this case, Marines, to trust? their coaches or leadership mm. i mean to get just right up front i would say that it's it's vital to the relationship but i would i would actually you know respond with a question you know like how important would it be for you to and maybe you know trust could be synonymous with maybe some other things, right? Like if you went into a gym and you wanted a personal trainer, who would you be looking for? You'd be looking for somebody that you'd, you'd pick out a guy or a girl and you'd say, that person has some things that I want. You know, let me, let me go up to them and see if they're somebody that can train me. And that's of course in the, in the world of physical fitness, but it could be anything. It could be military it could be what you guys do dancing so um the trust won't even be established unless uh the follower observes traits and characteristics that right, they think right. are attractive in that mm -hmm. in that person the leader interesting interesting so, sergeant major you mentioned these traits now what are some of these traits that you like to demonstrate I think that the best example is leadership by example. I mean, without question, um, you know, I say this all the time. I don't subscribe to the, you know, don't judge me culture because the reality is, is that we all judge each other. And I think it's actually a good thing. When I hear people say, don't judge me, what I take that to mean is don't be critical. I don't think it's good to be critical over, uh, you know, with one another. There's a big difference for me. But what do I mean by that? I mean, when you look at somebody, you can, you know, you're making judgment calls from head to toe. They're physically fit. They take care of themselves. Um, and, and physical fitness is a big deal because especially being in the military, our body is our primary weapon. But when someone's physically fit, their uniform fits them well. They carry themselves with more confidence. With professionalism. You know? 
they're they're much more upright they're much more professional those are all things that get you in the door interesting interesting and you, you know speaking of leadership because you did bring this up a little bit how can a coach or in this case a leader be trusted to lead I think they have to be able to demonstrate it. Um, I think it's it's something that really uh, you have to be able to demonstrate that in your day to day duties, whatever that is. And so, um, I think there needs to be a 360 degree feedback loop, right? And what do I mean by that? You're going to have people that are above you uh, in position or whatever the case is that can observe you from uh, close and afar. But then you're also going to have the person that you're leading hmm. because, you know, it can be easy sometimes when you're quote unquote leading people um, to maybe abuse that a little bit. Um, and I, I always tell my Marines, I tell people this, I think that the best leaders, the best counselors have the ability to meet the need of the person that they're counseling or that they're leading. Mm -hmm. Right. I like that. I like that. You want that personal trainer because you have your agenda. You have you're the consumer. You have things that you want, things that you think that you need. You know, there's you have to let East meet uh, let East meet West. There has to be communication. So what do I mean by that? Your trainer is going to think the same thing about you. So we need to make sure that there's a mutual understanding before we ever get off on any foot. We definitely don't want to get off on the wrong foot. Um, so those are some of the things I think are, are pretty important when it comes to that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to mention, would you say that communication, the way you communicate with one another, if you guys connect in that way, that that's a key to trusting one another? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, good communication, it can never be uh overstated how important it is um i say quite often nobody wants to be disrespected right and i kind of you know, it's like and i say that and i want to let that sink in because think about all the times that you probably have been disrespected i know i have been disrespected it didn't i didn't have to go up to that person and say you know i really i i could care less if you respect me or not and please verbalize that you know, or whatever your actions may be toward me, you know, no, nobody does that. Mm -hmm. So it definitely starts with respect. And then, like I said, you have to establish a mutual understanding. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen two people use the same word and have totally different meanings in their own minds. Hmm. I just come in and I just say, Hey, you need to be a better leader. You need to do, there needs to be more leadership. We're not, we're not leading. And I don't explain to you what I think that means. I don't give you maybe the foundational truth of, you know, how that may be defined in some doctrine somewhere or some publication somewhere. And you hear that, you have your own meaning. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we just go forward from there. And it, and that's what I call getting off on the wrong foot. And, and so, you know, it's good to sit there and say, hey, this is what I think leadership is. What do you think it is? Okay, well, here's what the definition is. Can we all agree on this? All right, now let's move forward. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. I like that.
Yeah. Thank you. Now, if things were to go for the worst, if a student, Marine follower, does not trust their coach or leader, how should that be dealt with? It really, I, I think it's situational. I, the, my number one question would be, why do you not trust that person? And there's a number of different factors, right? I could have, I could have trust issues. Hmm. Maybe, maybe my trust has been violated by leaders in the past. And now it's difficult for me moving forward to open that door again to whoever that future leader is, right? Maybe it's yeah. never been violated. And maybe that current leader has done something to, to really, you know, offend me or, um, they, they haven't, they haven't, uh, you know, had my best uh, interest. interest at heart. And so um, I think, I think it's situational though. I mean, it's, it's, that's a tough one to answer because it, it's just as different as all three of us are. Right. Sorry, Major, right. And I, I was going to say, Alessandro, I think it is a difficult situation because if I'm thinking about myself right now, I wouldn't want to stick with someone that I can't trust. Whether of course whether it's I have my own trust issues or if it's because I don't trust this person. I think that goes into it a lot as well. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yes, I agree to Seema with the whole factor. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's in always in a different situation or maybe the facts, maybe one day with someone might have a good day. Someone may have a bad day. So, right, uh, right. I think that may also play into factor. Now, uh, sorry, Major, I'd love to talk about mentality. Now, as a dancer, let alone, first of all, Marines, of course, Marines have to have a huge, tough mentality. Now, uh, of course, I'm not comparing dancers to Marines, but dancers do have to have a good, excuse me, good dancers, passionate <laughs> dancers, dancers that want to win have to have a good mentality. So what is your definition of the mentality of a winner? Yeah, this one, uh, I talk a lot about this. Um, so it, it sounds a little bit maybe cliche, but winners, um, their mentality, it's all about winning. It's not about losing. You don't pick a fight. Whatever it takes. Plan on losing. You don't pick that fight. You pick all the fights you plan on winning. And what do winners all have in common? Obviously they win, right? But they have this uncanny ability to figure it out. To find the way. We say in the military, in the Marine Corps, no plan ever survives first contact. I'm not saying don't make the plan. I'm not saying don't prepare for the fight. I'm just telling you, when that first bullet comes whizzing past your head, the plan's out the door. And now you're resting completely on that person's ability to figure it out. To never quit, you know? That's what I think. Now, to a little bit translate for our dancers. So when you're on the floor and it's time to compete and time to bring it, you can't think about technical qualities. You can't think about, oh, wait, my teacher said to do my arm this way. You mm -hmm. just have to go out and do it. That emotion that you have, everybody watching you, lights, camera, action. You just got to go out and do it with your dance partner. You guys have to connect. And as the Sergeant Major says, 
just do it. Sima, what are you thinking? No, I agree 100%. And then I know a lot of uh, dancers, I've had these types of moments myself, but then I kind of taught myself out of it because I came here to win. And I did not come here to, what happens is I would think, oh, I have to beat this couple and this couple. Mm. That's not going to do anything. Okay, I beat this couple, that's fourth. And then, okay, I'm going to be third, but I'm not going to be first. So I've had that. I kind of caught myself and I'm like, why am I just thinking about this one person? Like, what if I then do go internationally, which I have. And, you know, I'm not going to think, oh, I have to beat this one couple. I have to think I got to do the best that I can and I got to really try and go for that first. So, I mean, 100%, I agree. And I think a lot of the times, easier said than done, I believe. I don't know, Sergeant Major, is it easier said than done? <laughs> it's always easier said than done. I mean, that's all we're doing right now is talking. You know, right. it's tough to put this stuff, you know, into action and uh, and to be a doer, you know? And it's kind of it's kind of crazy that you say dancing and and i know i know you guys are dancers i've used the uh that you know analogy before the dance has to go on when, once those lights oh, yeah. come on the cameras come on and it's action there is no get backs there's no turning back you have to keep going you have to work through it you can't freeze mm -hmm. you know we do a lot of things that aren't just uh war fighting type stuff we have a lot of ceremonies and they're a big deal. Protocols know? and procedures, the SOP, yes. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of to your point about, you know, the, maybe that fear that you're feeling, that's that's why it's called courage. Because mm -hmm. you feel the fear, but you keep going anyways. Right. Now, Sergeant Major, I'd like to go just a little bit off script because you triggered a question. Now, let's say, for instance, a person, Marine, dancer, average, whatever, and they're going through a rough time and let's go ahead and say they're a little bit depressed and let's just define it as a loser mentality in a sense because we're talking about winners so if we have winners we have losers so how can we take a loser and make him or her a winner how can we make that mentality become a winner mentality hmm. well i think you got to get to the root of why they feel that way you know you, you really do um, I had a conversation like this the other day with a young man and my question to him was if I had a magic wand and I could remove any problem from your life, what, what would it be? Let's just say I could remove all of them. Would I be able to convince wow. you that you would never have another problem for the rest of your life? He's like, he laughed. He's like, no, you know, I said, okay, so then what's the real question here? He kind of looked at me with this blank stare and I said, the real question is, we know we're going to have problems. We don't know what's around the corner. Mm -hmm. So when they come, the question is, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to react? Of course. How are you going to react to that problem? Because I'm not saying that it's always going to be gumdrops and lollipops and you should jump up and click your heels. I, I'm not saying that it's going to be like that. But one thing that we can't do is just freeze. We can't just, you know, and and on the opposite side of that too, on the other side of the spectrum, you can't always be optimistic. Optimism can be a, a can be deadly. It can be a killer. It can't because, and, and, and listen, and I'm very optimistic, 
but optimism is doesn't serve us in certain situations right let's say i'm a i'm a prisoner of war and i'm hopeful and i'm believing and i'm optimistic we're getting released in 30 days and it doesn't happen 30 days comes and goes and guess how i'm feeling i'm let down i'm deflated you know and then i'm believing again in another in another 30 days and then another 30 days and every time I slowly die inside. So optimism can be deadly as well. Wow. Yes, of course. All right, guys. Now, so this next question, we have many different answers to. Guys, relax. I know I ask this all the time, but this is a, it's my favorite question, guys. This is a Sergeant Major. We have to ask him. All right, Sergeant Major. What is the difference between discipline and motivation? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's a, it's a huge difference. It's not even, we're not even on the same planet right now. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, motivation. It feels good. Doesn't it? It feels oh, good yeah. to be motivated. I mean, when you are, when, you know, and that's like, how easy it is, is it to take the floor do all your exercises, right? Do everything your trainer is telling you to do, you know, when you're motivated. Right. Right, because, I mean, you're just, your heart is singing. You've had your coffee, right? But what about when you're not motivated? Correct, correct. Right. It's Thursday, maybe it's Friday, it's four o'clock in the morning, your alarm raining. Right, and that's one of the worst sounds when you're tired is your alarm again, yeah. and it goes off. That's what discipline is. Discipline is Thursday night. I've made it up in my mind. I'm getting up Friday morning at four o'clock. I don't care what happens. I don't care how I feel. And my alarm goes off. I don't hit the snooze button. I pop out of bed, my feet hit the floor, and I start going. You know, in the military, we like to say, it's instant and willful obedience to orders. You do it, right? But it's more than that. It's doing the things that you don't wanna do. It's doing the things you don't like doing, when you don't like doing it, and when you don't wanna do it. It's doing the things that you don't even understand why you gotta do it. Like, why, what, what is the point of this? Why is this even a drill, an exercise? Mm -hmm. Why do we have to do this again? But you don't say any of that. You swallow it and you do it. Of course, in the military, you don't ask why, correct? That's correct. You know, it's so connected with dance. Like I'm just listening in. I don't know much about like the military and stuff. Um, so this is really nice to hear the perspective. But in dance, it's the same thing. We do have our own drills that we do. Like we have to do basics that, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm already a national champion. I've been to world championships. Why am I still doing basics? Why am I still practicing them? But then at the end, the result that happens when you start doing more complicated steps, it's just completely different. And then, oh, okay, I see why I keep practicing it because it's still not 
fully developed and it never will be i just have to keep doing it it will help so i guess like, like i'm looking at it from that perspective and i'm thinking wow that's so true and you know what i know we're talking about motivation like being a temporary thing but right now i'm so motivated to never i know right i go run four miles right now <laughs> yeah, but I'm now now we get now we get back to you know the trust in your trainer mm-hmm because if you trust your trainer it's easier to you know do the things that you don't want to do but like i always say you're the only liver of your life mm-hmm. i can't live a single second of your life for you and if you're anything like me you have to experience some of that stuff you have to experience it and you know so when you have that trust in your trainer it's like that person has probably competed more times they've practiced more hours they've done more drills and they know what you need mm-hmm. that's they so have their best interest mm-hmm. so wonderfully said it's completely true i wish sometimes my coach could be here 24/7 and telling me what to do all the time <laughs> it's easier that way however I feel, you know, my coach has done so much already for me in such a short amount of time of the day. And um, yeah, so I see I see the difference. You know, what's interesting, Alessandro, Alessandro did mention this. We had this conversation already before about discipline motivation. He introduced- And do you know where, who I got it from? Do you know who I got it from? Sergeant Major Bull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yes. laughs> so never mind it just circles back to you sergeant major <laughs> but um we have this conversation and i opened it like it opened my eyes and i was like oh my god alessandro this is the smartest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> and alessandro no by all means i'm just saying oh no, no problem <laughs> i was just looking i was like wow i never even thought of it that way i never thought that motivation is so temporary and in the moment and just like a passion like a momentary passion but then like discipline is what really gets people up and going. So, yeah, so you know, I was actually um I got passed up for promotion uh to sergeant major twice. Two two years in a row. Wow. And uh I had some administrative errors in my record and a few other things and but I will tell you that it was tough. It was a punch in the stomach and uh I thought I might have to retire early, uh, earlier than what I wanted to. And when I would drive to work, I was in my head. I would I would be not motivated at all. And I would think that to myself. I'd think, are you really who you claim to be? Or are you just Mr. Motivated and inspirational and whatever else you want to call it when everything goes your way? But when it doesn't go your way though, oh my gosh, now you want to take your ball and go home. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are counting on you. They need you. And you don't even know where they're at emotionally, physically, or spiritually on this day. But it's your job to go find out. And I would tell myself that. And then boom, I'd kick in the gear. And I'd just put all my stuff aside because as a leader that's critical and i've had this conversation with many subordinate level leaders i told the guy this i wasn't nice at all i said you will put aside every personal professional or any other problem in your life you will not talk about it in front of your subordinates and you will go downstairs and you will be a pillar of strength 
a beacon of hope and a ray of light for everyone down there. And if I hear that you're not, I'll leave you where I found you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Needless to say, I didn't have any more issues with the guy, but. <laughs> We scared him to death, Sergeant Major. <laughs> well, he had never had, and he he'd been in the Marine Corps almost 15 years. He had never had anyone be that clear with him up to that point in his career. You know, you don't have to get in someone's face. You don't have to cuss at them. Whatever the case, I didn't attack him as a person, call him any names. I, I don't play that game. I'm just gonna tell you clearly: this is what I expect. This is what you will do. It's mm. non-negotiable. Now go for it. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like very it. Honest, very honest. I think that's what it was. No sugar coating. Yeah, it sounds like our Russian parents. Honestly, <laughs> I was about to say it sounds like Katrina and Vladimir, our coaches. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my parents. I mean, full honesty in my life. But <laughs> I'll be honest though. Some people need a little sugar coating. What do you mean? Can I elaborate? <laughs> well, you said, can I elaborate? Yes. What do you mean, Sergeant Major? Yeah, think about the person that endlessly beats himself up. I'm a piece of crap. I'm no good. I can't do this right. And in your mind, as a leader, as a trainer, you may be thinking, you do mess it up probably more than anybody. But you don't say that because they're already attacking themselves. What do you say? You say something like, hey, listen, don't say that about yourself. You can do this, okay? Look, let's get back on the thing. We're going to keep working it. You're a little, your tone is a little softer. You're not as direct. You're helping encourage them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, whereas somebody who's maybe this just bravado, chauvinistic, whatever, you got to take them down a couple pegs. You're like, hold up, you ain't all that. You messed up however many times, you know? So you ain't the best, I don't know, you know? And you got to take them down a little bit. That's why I say, a good trainer, a good counselor, a good leader has the ability to meet the need of the person being led or being trained. Mm -hmm. Can you identify where that person is at on the emotional, physical, and uh, mental spectrum of life? It's mm -hmm. hard. Of yeah. course, of course. Well, it's hard. And especially like a lot of people are their harshest critics. Like where are our harshest critics? You know, so I think you do have to see if a person is really putting themselves down or if they're like you know or their nose is like way up here rather so that, that's interesting and it is difficult i believe as a leader um as a coach i think it is difficult to just kind of find what what is this person where they are right now so, of course yes yeah, yeah, ask, your, ask yourself you know you're probably uh great at being your own worst critic but how good are you at giving yourself a little break or is it never good enough yeah just a question with with russians i can tell you now it's never good enough but back to the seriousness that's a good point it's a very good point it's a great point actually wow my eyes are just <laughs> i know i'm like hold on when was the last time i gave myself like I want to be kicking my butt some more too, you know? Sometimes I have those moments, I'm like, girl, get up, do your thing. You've done more before, you can do it again, you know? Especially- yeah. the Sometimes time. the most toxic thing can be success. Yeah. Because you can't be taught anymore. Who are you to, who are you to tell me? Look how successful I've been. And you won't say that, but you'll think it. Mm -hmm.
Look at all the competitions I've won. Where have you been? You haven't even been anywhere. You have effectively closed that door to effective communication when the reality is, what do you have to lose anyways? Why don't you leave the door open to everybody? Because they just might blow your hair back. Wow. Agreed. Agreed. Now, with our final question, Sergeant Major, I have a little bit of a story. Now, I'd like to uh, speak a little bit to uh, about a leader I've had in my life recently within the past year. Uh, his name is, uh, he's a Marine. He's a retired Marine, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Armando Avila. He is the husband of my coach. He was an HMX pilot. So he flew the president, uh, President Bush, the second one. And so uh, the sir, uh, the sir, I call him the sir. The, the sir and I, we've had, he, he has given me so many tools to succeed. I was, con I probably shouldn't say this to everybody, but here we are, I'm gonna say, it. I was contemplating maybe possibly dropping out of college, but don't worry, I haven't. Uh, of course, I had the help of my coach and my parents, but what really made me wake up and smell the coffee was what the sir said to me. The sir took me aside and uh, he tells me, Ale, listen, you may feel like right now you don't need this tool, which is the degree. You may feel like it is useless. But let's say, for instance, let's say scenario, I want to join the Marines as an officer or I want to get a job. At least you have this tool in your backpack. At least you have it ready to go. Because let's say the moment comes, worse comes, and you need a degree in your life. You have to go four years and you have to wait four years to get your degree. So with this story, so shout out to the sir. So thank you so much for everything you've done to me. But with this story, let me ask you this. From the perspective of a leader, when you feel passionate about a certain follower, how do you make sure they succeed? How do you know you are giving them the right tools? The, the way that you know that you're giving them the right tools is because, you know, you've probably seen it and you've probably dealt with it. Um, it's not always the case. Uh, what I like to tell the people that, that I lead is that you don't make decisions that will have lifelong impacts based on short-term circumstances and you know back to your point about discipline you know discipline is giving up instant gratification to take the path less traveled and do the things that you know are good you know I'm not going to say that there haven't, haven't been people, successful people that dropped out of college. You just don't hear a lot of people bragging about it. Like, hey, man, I dropped out of college and look at me. Why is that? You hear about people that, that you know, didn't complete it and then they go back and finish it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's as simple as knowing that you're right where you're supposed to be. And I'm not saying it's going to feel good and I'm not saying it's going to feel right. But I win and I'm right and I know I'm right because the ultimate proof is you're there. You aren't somewhere else. You're right where you need to be. 
You know, our heart though can lead us astray. Wow, when when people when people always talk about I didn't feel this or I felt that or my heart this or my heart that. I'm not saying never listen to it. I'm not saying that, but it will lead us astray. And those are the kind of people that are like, to me, they're like the wind. They don't know where they came from or where they're going to. And it's just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's getting your followers to open their mind. Because a lot of times, let's be real, our minds are already made up. I have followers come in my office, Marines come in my office all the time. They already have their mind made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About how they're going to deal with like a certain situation. Yeah. Oh, what, let's say that I'm getting out of the Marine Corps. Okay. What are you going to do? You know, and I take them down this path. And that's why I tell them, don't tell me mm-hmm. what's pushing you away. Tell me what's pulling you away. If you don't want to do it because, oh, I don't like this guy. This girl mistreated me. This unit isn't a good one. Okay, well, what are you going to do on the other side? There should be something pulling you out there. It should, you should be telling me I got this job lined up, you know, excuse me, with this much money. And, you know, I'm going to be living over here and life's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you hear. It's all circumstantial. And none of it's goal-oriented. I just want to end this pain. <laughs> and in no way do I know that over here is going to be any better. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. No, that makes sense. Sorry, we're just processing it in. So I know, I- I'm over here. I'm just like, wow. That's what I can visualize. There's a lot of stuff, I know. It is, but it's, it's something that... Like, like you mentioned that it, it's just something that no one really thinks about. Like I've just never thought this way. And I catch myself now thinking, you know, I've had moments like that where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to get out of this because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do anything. Okay. But what do I have lined up? That's going to save me from it. And I, I'm very, I'm a very safe person. I'm very, I like to be. I like to think outside of the box and stuff, but I'm, I like being comfortable and in control of my situation. So I have these moments. I, you know, think I never, I even as a person that's like in control of myself and my life and whatever, I don't think about it that way that, oh my gosh, do you really have something that's going to support you when you're out of this? Is there something that's taking you that you want to go that direction? So that's why I'm like sitting here. I'm like, wow. I need to start thinking a little bit like this. <laughs> Not a little, but. All right, well. Sergeant Major for that, really. My pleasure, as always, it is my pleasure. All right, Sergeant Major, well, thank you so much for joining us. We have learned so much from you, and I'm sure the viewers have as well. You bring so much to the table with all of your mentality, your perspectives, of course, with your impressive and astonishing career in the Marine Corps, Sergeant Major, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Sergeant Major. It was great speaking with you and having you on here. And, you know, all the information that you gave us, your thoughts, it's all very general. So I think this could connect to a lot of people. 
Um, and so thank you so much for being on here with us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you guys for asking me, um, you know, from the bottom of my heart. I honestly am a regular guy. I started off from, uh, you know, a normal city in, in uh, Northern California. And, uh, and here I am. I did my best to listen before I spoke. I took a lot of notes and I always kept an open mind. So thank you. Mm -hmm.